breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Happy Friday! By mm-hmm. the way. Let me tell you, um, it's, it's fun when uh, local governments hold hands, sing kumbaya, and get along, and I love it. And it, we so had you're a, not being sarcastic. No, I'm okay. not. We had such a moment yesterday for someone I think highly of. She doesn't know that, but I actually know her husband better than I know her. He worked in this very room um, years and years ago. Um, Willie Bryant um, was one of our producers in this station long, long time ago. Long, long time ago. I haven't talked to him or seen him in years, but I have always thought highly of him. Well, Erica Bryant has been working for Caddo Parish for years. Most recently, she's been the assistant parish administrator to Dr. Woody Wilson. And he announced a, a few weeks ago that he was retiring And the Caddo Commission yesterday took a vote to, rather than do this big search and look for somebody, they they realized we have someone right here who can do the job. And they took a vote, and let's just play it, because it's kind of cool. That does pass by unanimous 12. I am deeply honored and excited to serve the citizens of Cattle Parish in its new capacity. I would like to thank the Cattle Parish Commission for providing me this wonderful opportunity to lead the parish in this next chapter. I want, want each one of you to know, whether you know it or not, you have had a positive impact on my career. And for that, I truly appreciate you. Dr. Wilson, you have provided consistent guidance. Mm-hmm. You have paved the way for success. And I look forward to continuing the work that you've started with this outstanding Cattle Parish team. Yes. Um, to my family, I want to say I appreciate you, especially my husband, Willie, and all my daughters. Um, without you, I could not be here today. I would like to give special recognition to my mother. Amen. She is the person in my life that first showed me what leadership is about. Amen. And I appreciate her for that. Amen. Um, I would like to also recognize each and every employee of Cattle Parish. Mm-hmm. They work hard day in and day out to provide exemplary service for the citizens of Cattle Parish. And I thank them for that. We could not be the success we are today without them. I would like to recognize the administration team. They do nothing but support us day in and day out. I appreciate their dedication. I appreciate their hard work. I appreciate everything that they do to help this parish thrive. To the citizens of Cattle Parish, I will work honorably and consistently on your behalf. 
I appreciate every citizen. I think that this is an amazing community with amazing people. Amen. And together, we can continue and make Cattle Parish the success it deserves to be. Amen. Thank all of you all. Amen. So cool. So cool. Uh, such a such a wonderful person. The first, by the way, first female uh, leader for Caddo Parish. So it was kind of a historic day, and, and it's exciting to see that. And uh, some of her family in the audience. It just was, you know, I, I love when they, when government works with all cylinders firing and nobody, you know, throwing any wrenches in there. It's just really cool. It's exciting news. And I'm excited for Erica and her husband, Willie. I, I love him dearly. Again, I haven't talked to him for a long, but talk about a person that was calm. You know, Ruben's pretty calm. <laughs> Willie Bryant was like. As, as, as he's yawning yeah, over there. Willie Bryant was like, I mean, just nothing well, phased him. I wish I'd have met him. He was a wonderful guy. Hope we'll talk to Erica this morning. We'll see. I mean, I'm sure she's got a busy schedule, but I hope we can get her on the radio this morning, if not one day next week, just to kind of congratulate and welcome her aboard and see if she's got any changes ahead but right. you know cattle parish is in really good shape not fond of those signs on the interstate ask her about the signs i was just <laughs> gonna ask you that <laughs> yeah of course we'll we'll throw a, throw a fire at her but we'll you know that wasn't her decision that was done and it's not wasn't done by the administration that was the cattle commission that voted on that so you know whatever i think the one north of town i'm not too upset about because it is 30 miles before you get to Shreveport oh, but the other one I don't know now I do have a, a, an unrelated issue I noticed this morning mm -hmm. lights on I-20 from Monk House all the way to Pines Road how did I not notice that I don't I wondered I mean I'm obviously it's it's a, a, a breaker issue it's a circuit issue or a gopher but I, know. I just don't buy that. I don't because we're are we the only town with gophers or rats that chew yeah. up the lines? Yeah, I mean, you're gonna make me send them, a, send an email in again. Here we go. Maybe an easy fix, but yeah, they were out all literally from. Yeah, I know Monkhouse all the way. In fact, then I started going. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you know. Oh boy! It was a, it was a long section. That's a breaker of some sort. I would bet. Yeah. Yeah, so, oh, we hope so they, they get it fixed. And that's our job is to <laughs> be a point pain out the in the butt. Things. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what we do best. Uh, but congrats to Erica and the entire Caddo Parish. It's a great appointment to see it unanimous like that and the crowd uproar, you know, for excitement for her. Uh, class act, man. I'm telling you, we're getting a class act. Now, what what was she doing before? I mean, obviously, she, she was, was on the commission, but... No, she wasn't on the commission. She was uh, Woody Wilson's assistant. She okay. was assistant parish administrator. And Dr. Okay. Wilson had been administrator for many, many years. Mm -hmm. And Erica had been kind of his second in command. And uh, she's, a, she's a finance whiz. And, um, I mean, we're in really good hands. And I'm really thrilled. You know, I like when a, a leader like Dr. Wilson makes sure the people coming behind him know how to do his job rather than hold it all to your close and not, don't share he man he trains everybody up well and she's ready to step in and take over see that's the sign of a strong leader you bet somebody that's confident and not threatened by somebody else right trying to hold everybody else down Yeah, and knowing when he has a tragedy in his life or he's gone 
the ship is still going to sail and it's not going to hit any icebergs. You know, you're still in good shape. And that's kind of what, what's been happening. Which, again, is a testament to his leadership. You bet. And, and we'll miss him. But, you know, Erica's going to do a fabulous job. I say Erica. Miss Bryant. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sure she won't be offended by you calling her Erica. I hope not. 1017 FM. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel. Mike and McCarty. This is a big month. High school or coming next month, really? Yeah. High Se- school graduation. Sen- yeah, seniors have only about a week or two left. I think they're done about May fifth, fourth, somewhere in there. I remember, you know, as a senior, you know, there, there were kids that were like taking half days and getting out. Oh and, yeah. You know, I'm finished up with mm-hmm. shoot, girl. I took library. I hung on as long <laughs> as I could. I was Did an really? office worker. Oh man, I loved high school. I had a great time. Didn't learn. No, I, no, no, no. Don't let me say that. I wasn't their fault. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, the thing when I get to the, and you can see the full graduation schedule at keelnews.com, but I don't remember my high school graduation. The actual graduation, I don't either. The ceremony. I don't either. I know we were in our auditorium at Baton Rouge Magnet High. And I was one of the very first graduating classes of, after the school turned into a magnet program. Um, and it was the first magnet school in the state. I'm just bragging a little bit here. And um, it must have been because we're the same age, and we didn't. Yeah. Have, we didn't have magnet schools. <laughs> Y'all didn't here. exactly. You you came yeah. a, you came along. Um, Cattle Magnet just had its fortieth birthday their big 40th anniversary well, it was very soon after mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah y'all came on on board okay. shortly after but we were the first high school in the south to have our own radio station I graduated what was it 2009 did you uh, yeah no, it wasn't 2009 <laughs> you didn't even listen to me first high school in the south to have our own radio station so we actually kids got to run a radio station in high school it was the coolest thing. We're playing, you know, classical music and jazz and try to go in there and turn on the mic and say these classical names as a teenager. <laughs> Chaka Karta. It was Chaka. Teenager. Chaka Tchaikovsky. Right. Yeah. It, right. We didn't know what we were doing, but. It's like me trying to say Shishevsky for yes, the Yes, exactly. But I know we wore green robes because that was one of our colors. And, but I don't remember. I remember my college graduation way more than I remember. My high school graduation because well, sure. we were in the PMAC well, yeah. and uh, it was a huge crowd for college graduation, big crowd. Uh, and then I know we, after each cer- ceremony in my family, we had a tradition that we would drive to Henderson on I I-10 over by Lafayette and eat at Pat's, Pat's at Henderson right there on the bayou, uh, the best seafood in the world. And so we would drive over and get our family meal all together because to take my family to dinner, there's six kids. You know, and you all pile in the station wagon, mom and dad, there's eight of us. Right. I'm sure that was a pricey evening for the fam, you know, to take all eight people out to dinner after each ceremony that we went through. So I know it was for my, my mom and dad. They had to plan for it. I you don't know? remember my graduation from Billy T's Lawn Care College. You don't? Um, no. <laughs> I, it was, I remember Different it was, kind of it cap, was, huh? It was outside. <laughs> yeah. Ball cap was backwards, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But I'm excited for these seniors. And, you know, it's kind of cool for the juniors, too, because then they're the big man on campus. And oh, they, get, yeah. they get the I prime remember, parking spots. Remember yeah. as a junior when you got your ring? 
we didn't have ring. this junior ceremony. I don't. We got our ring just in a weird time. I don't even remember getting it. I got one, but I don't remember getting it. I found it, by the way, the other day. So I, I you still have it. You did some cleaning. I did some cleaning. Yeah, well, I yeah. still have mine too. Do you? Yeah, I don't know okay. Where. It's in a, one of those drawers, you know. Yeah. You, you just, you know, you, you just can't throw something like that away. I mean, that's kind yeah. of meaningful. It was a big know? deal at the time. Oh, it was a big deal. You know, deal. a big deal at the time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even fit my pinky finger anymore, but <laughs> that's a whole nother story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> big weekend plans? Um, I, you know, I'm not sure. I've, I've got next weekend is my bigger weekend. I have Drunko Bunko. I mean, just Bunko. Bunko. And, uh, That's only women. Ruben, have you ever played Bunko? I don't even know how to play Bunko. I don't know what it is. No, I is it no dice? Clue. Is it cards? Is it's it, a secret game that strippers? men shall not be yeah. told. <laughs> is it pillow fights? Is a, it, well, you we, know. Don't, we don't talk about it. I don't, men I don't, are not allowed to know. I don't think men play Bunko. Probably not. You're not allowed to. Okay, remember yesterday I told you that my wife said she's not riding the bike with me? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the older she gets, the, you know, the, uh, the less... The less adventurous she she becomes. He, you know what I just heard him say? Here's what a woman just heard you say. The oh, older no. she gets, the crotchetier she gets. That's what I heard you say. Your words, not mine. I'm just telling you, that's what I we're, heard. We're sitting on the porch last night, <laughs> and we're talking about... With the, your crotchety uh, wife, okay. The, <laughs> not what I said. She's up now. Honey, I love you. Uh, but I, I, I think I did talk her into riding the bike with did me you? to the Scottish Tartan Festival. She's living on the edge. Well, she, I mean, we we dated on the motorcycle. Yeah. I've had, yeah. had a bike, you know, most, well, since I was 14, really. Okay. Um, <laughs> except the period when we had kids. Right. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we, I mean, we rode up to Caney Lake. I remember okay. my family was, you know, we had the cookouts up there and so y'all are going to the to so Minden on the bike I, I said we won't get on the interstate we're going to ride and, and i'll okay stay the speed limit which i yeah. will i'm not i'm not in a big hurry to get there well you, you know, know rube's got family in Minden in case something goes wrong and the wife needs a ride home sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> i may need to get contact information from you <laughs> 1017fm One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. I don't know. We're, I, I know uh, when we were sitting on the porch last night. I love that we do that. Mm-hmm. It's, every evening, you know. Now that's so cool. It's not too hot. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was saying we got friends we're going out to eat with tonight. Yeah. So we're going out to dinner. I don't know where we're going. Okay. Though. I would like some crawfish. Ooh, I'm ready for some. And I, I told you I was going to wait until Friday to determine where I'm going to get them. Because I got a poll up, up and going at QNews.com. Right. Who has the best tasting crawfish in the Shreveport area? And and it's not even really close. I'm very surprised. And and the other thing is I looked at the um, the voting and it's not like dozens of people are coming from the same. Because I can see, you know, the IP addresses. Okay. Not, and I'm not spamming you or anything like that. I'm just saying I have a, I have access to that. And it's not coming from one IP address. Somebody just voting over and over and over again. It's widespread all across all kinds of addresses. It's kind of cool. But the leader right now with 38% of the vote is Chuck Wagon Crawfish. 
Now, where are they? I don't. I've never tried chuck wagons, so I'm not sure. I need to know. Well, I will let me look find them up out. and yeah, see I'm where they are. Second place on our list is I expected to be up high is Rubber Boot. Right there on Uri Drive, you know, they back up traffic there some, some days. <laughs> oh, I know. When you're trying yeah. to get uh, up and down Uri Drive, Rubber Boots got a crowd pulling in. Okay, Chuck Wagon's on Uri Drive also. Okay. So they must be down, south of LSUS? Oh, that must be the one further south, yeah. 8696. Yes, they're the one who did, who did I think... If you buy two pounds, you get one pound free on on a Tuesdays or something. Then in third place, actually, uh, third place is a other. So people put in, wrote in their own place. Like we got some votes in Tyler and Longview. Uh, we got something called Cronados Crawfish. Got a few votes. But in fourth place is the Crabby Crawfish. And fifth is Larry P's boiling point. So we got a lot of uh, a lot of votes, and it keeps getting every day. We get more, and it's not too late to vote because we're going to check them every Friday and see, you know, has something changed. But you can vote for your best tasting crawfish in the Shreveport area. Now, I do want to know if Chuck Wagon is too spicy because I don't want him to be too too spicy. I want you know just the right kick. But I'm ready for some crawfish. I'm I'm excited about it. So that's right now, who's the, leading the cheapest. Crawfish I see right now is three ninety eight a pound. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes up to seven dollars a pound, okay. depending on where you're going. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, okay. I think it's average, averaging about five bucks right now. Is it? Okay. I think that's where. Yeah, four ninety nine. Uh, I, I think that's about where you can get the, the average. Okay. There are a couple of four dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm I'm hoping to get someone like Son to peel them for me, but uh, don't okay. think he's going to fall for that. Stop! <laughs> you don't peel them. Stop it! You just <sighs> suck it out of there. No, yeah, you just you, you you don't peel them though. Are you gearing up to win again this There's year, right Mudbug Madness? To do it. I just enjoy going, and you know, you get three pounds of free crawfish. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, but you just <laughs> inhale them. I was enjoying them. <laughs> Exactly. You were inhaling the dang things. It's crazy. I told you my daughter was out with a, with a former boss one time, mm-hmm. and uh, and he took her to get crawfish, and they it, it was business. It wasn't a date or anything, right? And um, she says, "Okay, yeah," and she ordered ten pounds. <laughs> And he says, you know, I'll do the same. Then the waiter, he looked over and goes, did you just order 10 pounds? <laughs> and she's not built like me. She's built like I used to be. Right. Built. So, yeah. Oh, she, man. But she can put away some crawfish. I brought her up right. Yeah, you did. Absolutely. <laughs> 1017 FM 710. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike in McCarty. I know, I know. It's hush day. We have to talk like this. Like we're we're, we're calling a golf tournament. <laughs> I wonder if the we're kids on the seventh green could whisper. If they could whisper. It's a hush day. Hush yeah, which means day. don't even talk at all. Right. The quiet game. It's yeah. it's essentially the quiet game for an entire school. Yeah, it's happening. I love it. It's happening today at Uri <laughs> Drive Middle School. And I, I don't. If somebody has kids there or teaches there, let us know. If any parents decide they're going to cause a, a a little brouhaha because of Hush Day, 
My kid went to Yuri Drive, and I do not remember this. Really? I don't remember this at all. Well, they said they didn't. How long ago did they do it? Yeah, they didn't have it during the pandemic. Okay, well. So they they skipped it during the pandemic. Because one year they weren't even at school. They were at home. Right, right. Um, So might have missed it during that. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe I missed it. I don't know. Maybe so. But you would have been for it. You wouldn't be against Hush Day as a parent, would you? No. Exactly. Let them be quiet for a day. (laughs) Why? Uh, yeah, give the teachers a break. And they're preparing for LEAP, which is a big deal. It's next week. You know, everybody will be taking the LEAP test. And so the kids have to be quiet. They get their name tag on. And if they talk in those areas where you're not allowed, their name tag is pulled and they don't get to go to the, the pep rally this afternoon. And people are going crazy. Well, apparently, they, I, I guess you get like a few strikes. They cut your name tag. Yes. Maybe yes. they cut a letter off, you know. Oh, maybe I don't know. so. If your name was Roy, you, you didn't have many <laughs> chances, but, you know. Uh, yeah, I, as I understood it, if they catch you talking, they're cutting the whole thing off. But I may be wrong. Oh. I don't know. I did get a call from folks at Yuri that I had a, I had a, I had a name transposed in the article that the, for a teacher that, said something different and so i fixed it so i hope i hope i got the article correct i don't know how i how i screwed it up but it is hush day at yuri drive middle school so everybody has to be quiet okay according to the article uh, i don't know what yahoo wrote this article but it said uh if they violate the rules of the day the name tag is cut off yep yep can't you just pull it off I, I don't what, know. I don't know. Cut? I'm not sure. You do. You There are some places where you can talk in the classroom if you're called upon. If you're eating outside for lunch, like if you decide to bring your lunch or take your lunch outside in the eating areas, you can talk out there. Can't eat. In, can't talk in the cafeteria. Can't talk in the hallways. Um, you can't. P.E. It's up to the coach whether or not you can talk. So. Um, the, the, most of the day. He's too busy showing a film anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> most of the day at Uri Drive today will be quiet. That's kind of be, got to be kind of cool. They're arriving at school as we speak or on the way and they're prepared to be quiet. So they're talking their hearts out on the bus right now. They're living with those poor bus drivers. <laughs> right, right. Because the kids are going going crazy right now before they get to school when they got to shut up. Okay, so. so they cannot talk in hallways, breezeways, mm-hmm. sidewalks, classrooms, cafeteria, any locations during class change. Mm-hmm. You may talk if a teacher gives you permission at lunch outside, not in cafeteria, and during P.E., if the coach says. My only worry about it, and I'm going to kind of recreate it in our last 30 seconds. If you have to go to the bathroom, do you just get up and do a potty dance? Well, that would be, the, that would be raising your hand or going to the teacher. <laughs> you know, hey. Write a note. Potty break. Right, um, yeah. I would probably get up and do a potty dance. <laughs> Got to go to the potty. Don't do it now. Don't okay, do sorry. it now. Don't, don't. <laughs>
1017 FM 710 Kia, Mike and McCarty, you're home for chair aerobics. <laughs> That's what I was doing over here. My chair's too wake noisy. Up. I can't do that. Is it I too noisy? To, yeah. Okay. And I switched them out. Did you? After, yeah, I switched them out. All right. We got nice chairs in here, back. though. I, you know, we're getting a new studio here soon. Gosh, we're gonna. These... I think we're moving across the hall for a little while until they completely rebuild this room again. And we're going to be up in that front big room where we got long, a lot of ways to stretch big our windows. legs. Yeah. And Ruben's got his own like producer booth in yeah, there. Yeah, I can just I can just mute you guys if I get annoyed. Yeah, you could be <laughs> listening to music in there for crying out loud. I could curl up on the floor and take a nap. Watching cartoons. Don't do that, please. <laughs> Please. It's exciting. We we if you if you're not if you're just joining us or you're new to the program, we had a leak. You remember when the Christmas freeze came during the Independence Bowl and no. we got to when like eight degrees, nine degrees, or whatever. <laughs> well, we had a um, our sprinkler system overhead froze, froze, yeah, and then on Christmas Eve it was thawing out and it and bur- ironically, the, the, Amy had come in our our manager mm-hmm. and and left water running. You know, yeah. it's going to be bad. So right, she, bless right. her heart. She came in and you can't leave the sprinklers running. Right. Though, and the neat thing about it, and I didn't know this, and I didn't know how high tech we were around here. Um, our alarm system sensed water. And our alarm system sent, you know, it sends messages out to whoever needs to know. And it sent a message out that, you know, you've got water running in the building, you know. And, and uh, so the engineering team came and realized the sprinkler system had burst down in one of the sales offices mm-hmm. was ground zero the whole building had water all through it yeah so they they were in the process of a rebuild of some studios but now they had to do a rebuild of the whole building wow so we've been in the middle of a massive project and we're getting close some of the studios are just beautiful oh, we need to put really some pictures cool. up I need you to take a picture of that room and That's put it on idea. our Facebook and page. And I love the LED lighting that they're, they're yes. doing. They've got some really cool yes. lighting effects. All new. Uh, I mean, actual broadcast studio. Oh, Not like what beautiful. we, <laughs> we really, have in here. It some, really is. Some business office conference table that they've cut and, and yeah, <laughs> drilled into. And, and and made a bad cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's exciting to, to see it come like it's coming along. And I'm looking forward to it. It really is going to be beautiful. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, state-of-the-art studios, unlike anything else in this town, really is going to be gorgeous. And we're going to these new computer control screens for Ruben that I think he just whispers to them and they do what he says. Yeah. Uh, something yeah. like that. <laughs> like, go It's now. like the eye come You just look at it and it may move. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. It's kind of magical. It's pretty I'm amazing. Looking. Pretty high tech. I'm a little afraid, but uh, yeah, I, no kidding. I'm, I'm supposed to get with the, one of the engineers today and, yeah. and start start a tutorial. Well, and because that, in addition to new equipment, it's all it's it's all new software, all new. Everything. It's a new yeah. program yeah. that we don't even know yet. Have so. we told Ruben this yet, Mike? I that don't know. Ruben has to learn it all, and then he has to show us. Yeah, we don't have to go through the whole thing. <laughs> he has to show us just the um, cliff notes. He he gets frustrated trying to show me stuff. So I, <laughs> I can't imagine. I wonder why. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, kind of a little kerfuffle, we'll say, brewing in the Shreveport City Marshals race. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that next hour. Mike and McCarty, one hundred one seven FM, seven ten Key.
1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. And uh, earlier this week, I heard on um, American Ground, American yeah. Ground Radio, mm-hmm. Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Park talking about uh, the letter that went out on City Marshal Letterhead. Mm-hmm. Okay. A- apparently, Letterhead. I'll, I'll say this. It looks like it. It looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shreveport City Marshal letterhead with James Jefferson's name under the letterhead, under the, uh, yeah, the letterhead. And uh, it says, please push for a new marshal. And it's a pretty damning letter uh, toward the current marshal administration. Mm-hmm. And But it, using that letter on city marshal letterhead, it would itself. be illegal. That's illegal in itself. Right. So if there are any employees in the marshal's office who did that, you broke the law in doing that. A. We got we got to put that out there. We don't know who did it cuz it's not signed. It it's and and that's that's where I was about to go. Um whoever wrote this said that uh, employees were forced to come out during election day and this is early voting. Mhm. Uh in campaign. But now as as you just mentioned, here's my issue. It's not signed. This is apparently from within the city marshal's office. That's what it claims to be, yes. That's what I'm saying, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it isn't signed. It's right. just It's just signed, thanks, his staff. Mm. Um, this could all be, this could all be just political hijinks. Uh, yeah, political hooey. And, and, and that's the thing. You don't know. Is it... Is it genuine? Is it genuine marshal employees who are disgruntled with the current leader? Is it uh, political operatives? And, and it wouldn't be Grayson Butcher. He would he would not do that. I mean, I know him well enough to know it would not be him doing that. Could it be somebody that wants him to win doing that? I you know I don't know. Um, the other thing that's troubling to me, and and this is more troubling to me than anything, is that Mr. Jefferson was seen in a photo um, on Saturday when early voting started. Um, he's in uniform. At which, the polling place. At the polling place. And he right. apparently walked to the polling place with some other men to go cast their vote. That's fine, but he's in a uniform I own. Unless they pay for their own uniforms, but what I doubt, but he's also representing himself as the marshal. Which is a, a government position. That is on the verge of also being illegal. I don't know that Mr. Jefferson went inside the polling place, but he's clearly right outside the door. He's clearly within that 300 foot rule or 600 foot right. rule. I mean, he's between the sign that says early mm-hmm. voting here and the door. And he's in his marshaled uniform, which I think is a problem. Now, and I'm certain he does not realize that 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 is a problem. I'm, I, you know, I'm certain. Now I have invited Mr. Jefferson on to explain um, these he, accusations. The, the accusations. Talk about the letter. Are there people in his office that are disgruntled with his administration? Um, he couldn't join us yesterday, and I I have asked him for today, possibly to join us today, and I haven't heard back from him. I mean, I want to know. You know, does he think the, the the letter is from political operatives from the other side? 
Does he think there are some disgruntled employees in his own department? And if you work for the city marshal and you would like to send us a message, you can do it anonymously on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Just download the Keel app. You know, if we have a problem in that office, we want to know about it. The election's a week from tomorrow. Um, early voting continues through tomorrow. But, but again, it's it's just political hijinks that I'm like, I hate it when things get like yeah. this. The, just, the letterhead uh, is apparently from the city marshal's office and the envelope that went yes, out. The envelope yes. has the city marshal's logo. The seal, yeah. The seal on it. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you can't do that. You can't use my property for campaigning. Any kind of campaigning, any kind of saying you're, you know, you don't support this candidate or that candidate, you're not allowed to do that. Um, and again, it's minor and nobody's going to jail for any of this stuff, but it just smells. And it's, you know, it's what we typically see in Louisiana. And I know we see it in other states too, but in Louisiana, we just, it just, things just get, always get sideways when we're trying to elect leaders. And, and understand what, Trying not to take a position on in any side. Right. This is just something that has come up that we need to discuss uh, because it's it's an important issue. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I it's a race between two two men of, of opposing views. You've got Grayson Butcher on one side, James Jefferson on the other. Um, Jefferson's been with the marshal's office for a while. He says it's a well-oiled machine. He's going to keep running it like it was run by Charlie Caldwell. Grayson Butcher wants to make a few changes. He's coming in and wants to do a few things differently. Uh, you know, we'll see. It's a, you know, it's a split vote. Jefferson led in the, in the primary and Butcher was second. There were other candidates in the race, but it's just getting, it's just getting sideways like this. And I don't like it. Well, I, I, I don't like it. I don't like the fact that the letter is not signed. If you're going mm-hmm. to, you know, you and I, we get on the radio. And we'd say what we think, and it's our names attached to it. But you, but think about we, it. Think about this. If if we had a choice to reelect a new general manager, okay, and we wanted the people to know, hey, our general manager that we work for, she's a she's a nut job. We don't want to work for her anymore. We really want a new general manager. But the, but wait, but the chances are she's going to re- be reappointed. Would you put your name on that? But if she's going to be reappointed, she doesn't have an elected position. Well, I'm, you know, compare that. You're that's your job. That's your livelihood. Right. You're not going to sign your name to something when you know the person you're criticizing might be your boss again in a week. You know that person might be elected, and you might have to work for them. And guess what? You signed a letter saying they suck. Guess who's going to be the first to get fired? Whoever sent out a letter saying you sucked, you're going to find a reason to fire them. I wouldn't sign my name to that. Never in a million years. Because in a week, you're going to get fired. That's the thing. That's why you can't sign a letter like that. Because Mr. Jefferson is the front runner. So I, I get why it's anonymous. I don't like it on letterhead. I don't like it being mailed in that mar- city marshal envelope. That's right. fishy. But I do want to know if there's any kind of truth to the allegations. Is there a problem in the office? And And... and Hopefully, Mr. Jefferson will join us this morning. We'll see if we can get him get him on the air. But, you know, it's just political shenanigans that I hate. Hate. Uh, n- it doesn't look good. No. It doesn't look good any way you look at it. Mm-hmm. Mike and McCarty just in front of Tim Fletcher with Sports 101.
1017 FM, 710 Keo, Mike and McCarty. Um, have you heard lately about James Burton? Have you, how's he doing? I have not. That's a good question. I have not. And I, I need to send him a text and see how he's doing and find out. He was um, having some troubles, health issues, and yes. would, had been back in the hospital, but I think he's back home. I think, yeah, I think he's back home. We mm-hmm. haven't heard lately, so I was just wondering. I knew you were in closer contact with him. I'll have to shoot him a text and see, or his wife, and see how um, how he's doing. But it looks like he's home. Yeah, I was looking at his Facebook page. I think he is back home, but I'm not certain. Well, a great I, guy. Uh, yeah, very nice. I, I did get a chance to uh, meet him uh, or see him again. I'd met him before, but he doesn't know who I am from Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, but down in Natchitoches a year or so ago, uh, he was playing at that uh, music Kind of music, I forget what it was called. Uh, Marty Haggard was there. And oh, cool. A lot of other art, yeah, acts, local, local, regional acts. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun and, uh, went back and talked to Marty for a few minutes and James came up. So I got a chance to talk to him a yeah. minute. Super nice guy. He is. He's such a, such a nice guy. His wife Louise is a darling too. I mean, they're, they're just a wonderful, I mean, he's legendary. If you, I was just going oh. to say, if you met him, you would not realize this man played on so many hit mm-hmm. records yeah. through the 50s and 60s and it just, right. oh my gosh. Went to it years and years ago, went to his, uh, he had a New Year's Eve party at his house and he has a beautiful home on the north side of Cross Lake and um, I think they still own it. I may be wrong, but. Um, inside he's the living house. in Nashville now. Yeah, he's living in Nashville. But he has inside the house, he had like a party room. This was the old Charles Pierce mansion. I remember know, the, that, and, yeah. Um, there was a party room kind of it that had a stage. And at this at this party, nice. James Burton gets up. And there's about 100 people at the party, I guess. James Burton gets up with his son at the time because he, he was still with us. And they get up and they jam. And there was a couple other guys. And I'm like... Oh my God, I'm sitting here five feet from a private concert with James Burton and people are dancing. And I mean, it was just, um, what a nice man. Remember the, uh, the guitar festivals he had at Municipal? Mm -hmm. So much fun. And, and, uh, Priscilla came in one year. Yes. Yes. He's raising money for kids and music education in the schools. And he's giving away so many guitars. Oh, such a wonderful man. And I, you know, I got locked on his property one time. If you haven't heard the story. (laughs) I remember this story. I, I, I lived across the street from him and, and my, um, husband at the time would, would we, he would pick us up on James Burton's boat launch. And then drop us off there. We'd cross the street, and then he'd go do all the hard work to put the boat up and all that. And so this time I was with my mother. And mom was, you know, I mean, she was still getting around good, but she wasn't, you know, running. And X drops us off at the boat dock. We get off the boat. We come up to the Burton home, and there it doesn't appear that anybody's home. Their dog is there, and we loved on the dog a minute. And then we go to get out, and the gate's locked. Everything's locked. Well, sure. Nobody's home. We can't get off the property. (laughs) So they have a little gatehouse, you know, up by the gate. And I noticed it had a window. And I ended up having to climb up, put my mother through the window. We're hollering for somebody. Because when we get to the window, you can't really jump down. My mom's not going to be able to jump down. So we see a guy across the street. And it's just getting dark. We see a guy mowing across the street. And we start, you know, 
and ends up coming over and helping us get out. But, um, yeah, that was kind of, and James and them had fought, hey, they had forgotten that we were going to be dropped off. So they'd lock, usually they would leave it unlocked and we would lock it when we left. But, um, it was, it was a funny story. And I later told Louise, I said, we got locked on the property. She said, you should have just come in the house. It was probably unlocked. Y'all could have come in and had supper. <laughs> nice. But what a wonderful couple and just so generous. And I'm praying he, for his good health. And, you know, I'll check in with him today. It's too early for him right now. He's a late night guy. Sure. So I'll check in with him uh, later on today. Now, see how he's a doing. time change before, is it, is it 830 in Nashville or are they central time? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure about Nashville. I'm not either. It's I know in Atlanta. It, I know it, that's yeah, uh, absolutely. the eastern time zone. It's close. Well, we'll the, see. I, the re- I brought this up because uh, this is the year. Uh, this is the month that the uh, the hayride started seventy five years ago. Wow! April. Yes. How awesome is that? Wow! I've got a story wow. going up on uh, keelnews dot com about the hayride and its seventy fifth anniversary. I did get a chance to uh, go to the the Emmy ceremony for uh, the Louisiana Hayride. They had a they have a huge uh, CD collection of Hayride broadcasts. Nice and uh, was nominated f- uh, for an Emmy. And they had wow. a, a big ceremony. Maggie Warwick was still mm-hmm. with us. Yeah, uh, at the Hayride at the Hayride and the municipal, and mm-hmm. that was when I had a chance to meet Governor Edwards. And oh, I oh nice. Yeah, I left the room before he, yeah. he made his way around <laughs> to me. <laughs> but uh, it just got me thinking about James, and I knew he was having some problems, and we we certainly hope he's doing well. I'll check in with him today. Yeah. 101.7 FM. Seven. One hundred one seven FM seven ten Keo Mike and McCarty. We were talking about James Burton. I just kind of wondered how he was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did get a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board because uh, uh, they they we talked about James's son. You mentioned uh, Jeff, yes. and he did pass away in two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. We are we are aware of that absolutely. And uh, and w- <laughs> I do love this one. Another message. Uh, Joy said, James Burton might be the only person Aaron won't text because it's too early. <laughs> now, that's high praise indeed. That is. And, I, you know, I absolutely know he's asleep. <laughs> and so he doesn't get the you up You text. up. No, no, not not till 8. I might text him at 8, which I still know he's probably asleep. But I'll, you know, I'll text him and see uh, how he's doing and people, you know, check in, checking in on him. Um, I'm doing a little work on something. I probably will will hold off until Monday. But by the way, Nashville is Central Time Zone. It, it is seven thirty eight okay. there I'll wait as a little well. Bit so. Longer on that because we know that Stoner Hill Lab School is going to close after this year. In August, the students will be moved to Cresswell, um, and then in the board meeting, five hour board meeting. Uh, <laughs> Which you, I commend you for your dedication. I'm still I really recovering. Do. I'm still I, recovering. I commend from that. you for that. Because I don't know how they do it, but um, they talked about 16 other schools 
that have declining enrollment, enrollment of under 60%. Yeah, that was brought up during our, yeah, our mm-hmm. discussion, which right. was interesting. And the superintendent told the board, you know, in June, they're going to do a comprehensive study about, you know, our school capacity and whether or not we do need to do some more consolidations. Well, when you say consolidations, what does that mean? Closings. Right. Um my question was to uh, one of the board members this week was, why didn't we wait and, and put Stoner Hill in that comprehensive consolidation? And and I get the point. If you start announcing you're closing four or five schools, you have a massive uproar on your hands. You have a packed school board meeting between now and August of tons of people. Well, and Cattle, and Cattle Parish School uh, Board member Barry Rochelle told us mm-hmm. earlier this week, logistically, that's almost impossible to do all of those at one time. Right. And, and I understand that. You're moving teachers, you're moving students, you're moving bus routes, you're doing a lot of stuff. And to do it at multiple schools at the same time would be difficult. But you do know if you have kids in a school that, and, and most of the ones with the declining enrollment under 60% are in e- economically disadvantaged neighborhoods. We must be blunt mm-hmm. about that. Sure. And those schools are going to be studied by the superintendent and his staff for consideration of his words, possible consolidation. Um, we have to look at that. We, we, we have to take a close look at, you know, because student population's been declining. And it's not well. Shreveport population in general has been declining exactly. as population in the state of Louisiana. And it's not a case of these kids are moving to, you know, private schools uh, or parochial schools. It, that's not the case. In the Stoner Hill case, they clearly said only twelve students in the last two or three years have moved from Stoner Hill to another school by you know by the parents' choice. So that's a very low number. It's it's simply that they're not as many students. We're not having as many babies um, that we're moving through the school system. So that's where you have a problem. My issue is, and I'll be working on this in, in a future date too, is if you've de- if you've got declining enrollment because you money follows the kids. The state pays you money based on mm-hmm. how many kids you have. That's the MFP formula. And if you've got declining money coming in, and you've got declining enrollment. Are you trimming the budget in other areas? Like, are you trimming other administrators? Are you trimming other things you're spending money on? Because you should be. If you've got declining enrollment, you should also be trimming things, you're, other things you're spending money on. So I'll be looking at that. But I'm also looking at the numbers of kids in all the schools and whether or not the, some of those schools could be in jeopardy. And you have some of them. I'm looking at a couple of schools that are well over 100% capacity. So... We will see. We'll answer some questions. Yeah, Look absolutely. At Look at you. Oh. Aaron Diligence McCarty. Yeah, you just think it's too early to text James Burton? Uh, seven. Yeah, maybe no, let's so. wait a few more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> a few more minutes. 1017 FM.
surfing the net. I'm not surfing the net. <laughs> I'm working on my hayride okay. story. All right, all right. That, uh, I, we have I a little love, radio show to do. I know, I love. Uh, first of all, I love Shreveport history. Yes. Um, I I remember when we did Art Walk. Uh, Dean and I loved doing that on Wednesday nights in downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I first met Mike or Mark Mangum. Yeah. Twin blends, now twin blends, Louisiana history hunters. Mm-hmm. And, and guys, yeah, I, I feel like I've known them forever, although I still can't tell them apart yet. Right. Not yet. <laughs> I'll be honest. And you know it and they know it. I know. Um, I had twins as friends. I had a set of twins that lived down the street from me. Mm-hmm. Identical twins. David and Wesley. Okay. And... Of course, when you first meet, you know, it's like, I don't know. But once you get to know them. Right. I just haven't spent enough time with Mike and Mark yet because David and Wesley were as different as night and day to me. Oh, yeah. I could see one and know who exactly who it was immediately Mm -hmm. because they're just, you know, you get to know them. Right. Exactly. I digress. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) um, But but going back to uh, that's where I first met. I love Shreveport history. Mm -hmm. And uh, I worked for KWKH. Yes. Did mornings when when uh, when when the moon came out. KWKH is why I'm a Shreveport resident and have been for almost That's forty right. years. Oh, you were in this studio. I this was in the my, one right behind you. My first gig. And here. so, I, I, the hayride is is just fascinating to me. Uh, I told you the story about the uh, the old man that came up to the guy mowing the yard. Mm-hmm. You know that he the old guy played in the hayride band. I mean, oh man, I love. So anyway, I'm working on a story. To, this is the seventy. Fifth anniversary this month wow. of the uh, the first Hayride broadcast. Uh, yeah, April back in 1948. Golly. Well, speaking of history, the Caddo Commission made history yesterday. And they have appointed, we don't have time to play it, but we'll play it in the 8 o'clock hour. They have appointed Erica Bryant as parish administrator. First woman to serve as par- parish administrator. I'm hoping we can get her to join us in the 8 o'clock hour. We're working on it. We'll see if it works out. Um, I know her husband way better than I know her. He worked in this very room. That's so cool. I wish I so neat. I, I look forward to meeting him. But she is, I'm telling you, reputation. It's unbelievable. She is awesome, and I'm hoping we can have her on. If, we, if not, we'll schedule something for next week. But the, the parish couldn't have picked a better person. We'll look into look into that more next hour. Mm-hmm. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710keel.com. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike M. McCarty. Heading to Minden this weekend. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. It's one of our favorite events. Yes. The uh Scottish Tartan Festival. I always get there in the morning and then the <laughs> by the time I'm ready to go, the the good music isn't until later. Ah. Oh. So we're gonna I think we're gonna wait until uh, later to go tomorrow. To hear all the good stuff. Yeah, to, to a lot no. of the bands and stuff. You got Rusty, your kilt kilt you got it ready? No, no. I've seen guys look, and and, and guys, no offense, but I've seen guys out there that kinda look like me. Yeah. In a kilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. We don't look like William Wallace. <laughs> it's, 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 it's not pretty. 
It's not a good look. I was wondering how you would ride a motorcycle wearing a kilt. <laughs> I was wondering about that. It's like you ride a horse. You just side saddle it. Saddle it up and <laughs> go. I don't know how you don't crush the, yeah, the berries. It seems like that would be an issue. Goodness. <laughs> you asked. I was wondering if you wear your kilt, you know, driving your bike. No, I don't have a kilt. Okay. Until, until I lose like another 60 pounds. Oh, man. I'm not going to. That, that's going to be one of the things I do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a kilt. Yeah. Are you? Heck yeah. You can buy one tomorrow. I'm not going to. You should. What if I told you you're going to look sexy in a kilt? I believe you about as much as I believe. <laughs> what if your wife that, said, oh, Mikey, you look sexy in a kilt, stud. Then I'd go, who the hell are you? <laughs> Whose wife what, are what, you? What, yeah. <laughs> Where, what have la- you done with Dina? When's the last time your wife called you sexy stud? <laughs> <laughs> Golly, she didn't even say that on our honeymoon. Oh, really? And I was like 180 in those days. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. No, 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 no. But y'all that's are going not, on the bike. That's, part of our, that's not part of our vernacular. She's agreed to go on the bike. She has agreed, yeah. We're, okay. I, that's one of my favorite things is to take the bike over, you mm-hmm. know. And and it's like if I go to LSU, if yeah. it's just me right. going down to a game, mm-hmm. I like to take the bike. Yeah. Throw my, you know, backpack oh, yeah. on with my change of clothes. Mm-hmm. And then I take Highway 1. Oh, nice. And and go down and just enjoy the ride. Oh, very Don't cool. Don't get on 49 at all. Very so I told cool. her we're going to take 80 over okay. to Minden. All right. And just enjoy the ride. Tomorrow's going to be beautiful. And, and always the day after the, a storm... That air is clear. Yeah. You know, it's kind of cleared the air. Right. So it's exactly. going to be just gorgeous. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a blast. You're going to enjoy the great food. I mean, they brought oh, food they, in. It's so much fun. Oh, it's and, a great and, event. And Sheila and Keith were saying mm-hmm. that they're going to have the, the, the Scottish games again. With oh, the nice. Caber toss. And, don't and, they have the wife carrying game too? I don't know. Y'all should I, do I that. Would, I, now, that would, Dina's small, so I, you I, could I, win I got that. no, yeah, I got no problem with that. You could do that one. <laughs> Video that, please. <laughs> yeah. Again, <laughs> I should have remembered the rocks. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about uh, next hour the new Caddo Commission leader. Mm-hmm. And congratulations, Mike and McCarty. What a one. One to one seven FM seven ten Keel. Mike and McCarty. Was my mic on? Yeah, it was. On the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, uh, acting city marshal candidate for uh, the elected position, James Jefferson, joining us. James, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, sir. How y'all doing this morning? We're doing well. We're uh, calling about this this letter that was sent out on, uh, apparently, on city marshal letterhead, and it, it it's says it's from employees within the marshal's office what do you know about this do you know who sent this letter i have i have no idea who who sent the letter if a letter is out there uh what i can say that um it is politics and and um the relationship that i have with my staff and my staff have with me is that there there are no issues um with me and my staff we run a great Tight ship here in the marshal's office, and we've been doing it for a number of years. 
Do you suspect political shenanigans with regard to this letter? You know, it, you know, you know. We, uh, I think we all know best with, when it comes down to politics is that you know, is a is a a lot of stuff going, a lot of stuff that go on is said that that is not true. Um, do I feel like it? Yes, I do feel. I do feel like that. Um, but I'm not focused on uh, what a letter said and and about you know the politics part of it. All I'm focused on is continue to move the Shreveport Marshal's office in a positive direction. Have you seen the letter? Yeah, I, I have. I have saw the letter, um, and and when I saw the letter, you know, first thing came to my mind, hmm, just politics. And um, and like like I said before, you know, I'm not concerned about the letter, especially when I know um, what we do in the Marshal's office. We doing stuff. We doing stuff right. Um, we we just I'm looking at just moving, continue to moving forward until continue to do what we've been doing in the marshal's office could there be some employees in the marshal's office that are not happy with you as their boss i mean i can't i, I can't i can't say that because at the end of the day we're all humans you know i feel like i have one thing about my employees know and my staff know that i have an open door policy um is that any if you know if they feel like that they're being mistreated if i'm mistreated they can always come to me and talk to me one-on-one because it's not about me it's about my employees Okay, another question that has come up is the um, picture that shows you in your marshal's uniform outside the voter registration office. Some say that's electioneering while, you know, too close to the polls. Um, do you know you do you know you possibly violated election rules? Uh, did you not realize that could be a violation? No, I didn't realize it was a violation because um, I didn't vote in my uniform on several occasions. Uh Along with me and the previous marshal in the past, um, we always voted in our uniform. It, anytime we early voted, we always done it. It's never been an issue um, uh, up until now. Um, like I said, I hadn't seen no photo that said that I did. And um, like I said, I have always voted in my uniform. Well, voting's different from being a candidate and voting. Is that is that the difference here that you need to look into? I mean, if I've done something wrong and violated something, hey, I'm all about correcting. I would definitely look into it but i you know i don't feel like I, i've done I've, I've done anything illegal okay and going into the final home stretch what's your plan over the next week what is james jefferson going to be doing we're going to continue to be working hard me and my team working hard um um letting the voters know that i am the best candidate for the job i am the only qualified candidate for for the job and and we're just going to continue um to work hard and 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 on the on April the 29th, uh, the students are going, they're going to speak who is who going to be the best candidate for the job to continue to run the Shreveport Marshal's office. And will you be doing some investigation to try to see who sent that letter out? Well, yeah, I mean, the thing is, if, if, if you're going to make any kind of allegations about me and my, me and my staff, it definitely will be looked into. Okay, and, and your message to any employee in the Marshal's office who might have an issue with you, what is your message to them this morning? Well, I don't have a message for any of my employees because I don't feel like I feel like my employees have my back 100 percent. But what I want to do, I want to thank my employees for the job that they do every day um, to keep the marshal's office uh, function at 100 percent at 100 percent every day. That's what that's the message I have for my staff. And, and this may be a di- difficult question, but you have not shied away from anything as long as I've known you. If you find out that one of your employees did send that letter out. Um, will will you will there be disciplinary action if you're reelected? 
Well, the thing is, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make a comment on that because I just don't feel like you know someone in my office done that. You know, like I say, I feel like my office, my staff support me along how I support them, um, and we just gonna move forward. Um, I feel like, like I told you before, I have a great staff. Uh, you know, um, I pray that you know uh, that you know that uh, that everything goes smooth over this. Uh, I'm not really with this letter. I'm not even concerned about this letter. Because, like I say, it's politics. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I know when when I first saw the letter, it appears to be on uh, City Marshal letterhead, but that doesn't guarantee anything. Copiers today, you can replicate right. a twenty dollar bill and make it look absolutely genuine. So, uh, right. I'm, I'm not I'm not saying it is. Um, and the fact that the the wording of it, it it's just really damning against you. So it makes me, you know, my first thought, like you, I think, was. This is this is political shenanigans going on, and it's unsigned. Which Aaron made a point. I mean, I understand if you know if you were to be elected, um, this employee wouldn't want their name or group of employees wouldn't want their name out for fear of you know retribution or, mm-hmm. or disciplinary action. At that point, somebody didn't want to be on your staff, right? So I understand that you know your thought it was it's it's it may be politics. I'm not giving credence to the letter uh any I don't think any more than you are at this point. Right. I mean, you know, it, it it's politics and you know, you know and, and and it's coming down to the it's coming down to the wire and um we at, we at the last um about a week and a half now and you know and stuff like this, you know, with politics, you know, we all follow politics and especially, you know, it just it just it's just the nature of politics. James Jefferson, thanks for being available and so open. We appreciate it and good luck in the final week. Thank y'all. We bet. Thank you, James. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. I remember <laughs> there's a few times um in in my life I'm a slow eater, okay? I remember as a kid, I mean a teenager, my mom clearing the table, my mom and my sister finished and I'm I'm still, you know it's mm. not that I ate a lot. It was just right. because I I mean I was a rail when I was growing up. Uh, are just slow. And, I, and one job I had one time, we were back uh, in the back in the break room having lunch, and another salesman, older guy, uh, used to sell. This I worked at Davis's Men's Store, and he says, "Boy, you'd never make it in the army." <laughs> I said, "What are you talking about? I think I'm pretty tough." You got know? thirty seconds to eat. He goes, "Yeah." He says, "You'd never, or, 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 or you know, firemen have said the same thing." Oh yeah. Well, yeah, you. And I said, "Well, hey, you learn to do what you have to do." Mm-hmm. I just, I'm not in the army. Right. I, I don't have to wolf my food down. Well, there is a new trend happening in some of the big cities where restaurants are so overcrowded. Uh, the wait is so long to get in that they're now putting a clock on diners. And in New York City, you now, at some of the big restaurants, you now have a limit of three hours. And at three hours, you're then shooed oh out. You got you to go. You can't take care of business in three hours. Right. But, you know, people come with a group of people and they order drinks and they lollygag and they, 
they eat slow, then they have after-dinner drinks. Oh, Erin, and there's nothing worse than standing out in the lobby and waiting for a table, and people are finished eating. Yeah. Their their dishes are stacked up, Mm -hmm. and they're just sitting at the table talking. Chit-chatting. Yeah. Let me have some more coffee over Mm -hmm. here. No. But do you want to run a clock on people to run them out of a restaurant? Do I, we really want well, clocks? Well, three hours, that's more than reasonable. I know. Now, a lot of, there are some places in town that we got like, well, we're, I don't want to go to lunch there because it takes too long to get your food. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know, true. there are some places, you know, mm-hmm. lunch, a lot of people have to restrict it to an hour. Yeah. And if it's 40 minutes to get your food. Mm-hmm. They're now actually showing folks the door. In New York City at some restaurants because they just have, I mean, here's their problem. They book reservations. And if yours is at 7 and you're still there at 1030, somebody that's got a reservation at 10 can't get a seat. Because you're sitting there just, you know, lollygagging and you've eaten and you're you're just kibitzing because your night's not over yet. Uh, I understand that. I don't have an issue with that. Now, if they said you got 45 minutes. Yes, chow down and go. Then I go, well, okay, we'll go someplace else. Well, but, but, to, but to say three hours, mm-hmm. that's more than reasonable. But you know what happens when you say three hours, then next year it's two hours. I you know, does I, it change? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, just, restaurants are privately owned yeah. businesses and and. Again, there's nothing, you, and I'll, I'll say Gibbons mm-hmm. after church. Oh, it's slammed. The, the place is packed. Yes. And, and don't sit there at the table after you've finished. I mean, obviously, you can visit for five or ten minutes, right. you know, and wrap up and get your ticket. Mm-hmm. But just to sit there with the plate stack on the table and you're not eating <laughs> for another 40 minutes. But it that's, may, that's, it, it may it, be relatives you hadn't seen in two years. Okay, and well then go, hey, let's meet at the, I mean, I don't, I'm, I don't want them at the house. I don't love them that much. Look, I'm a slow, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I understand. Then it's really an issue to get them to leave. Yeah, exactly. And I'm a slow eater and I don't have an, I don't have an issue with that, with them yeah. saying, look, you got three hours. I, I'm okay with the three hours. I mean, that's hours. how restaurants make their money. They yeah. turn tables. Mm-hmm, the more yeah. people you get in and out. The, mm-hmm. You know, the more money you make. But it'll just, you know, it, it's happening in New York. How long before it's here? That's what I always wonder. You know, <laughs> things happen in California, then they drift across the country. And they happen in New York and they drift across the country. Is it coming? Will it start in New Orleans? It'll start in New Orleans first. So would that make you go, I'm not going there? I only have three hours to eat my well, burger? It wouldn't stop me from going there, but if if I walk in the door and they say you're you're on a clock, now does the clock start when you get your food? Oh no! Or no, does no. it start when you sit down? Sit down, because and that's then the I'm going to start a clock going. Okay, look, it took us forty minutes to get our food to get our dang food. Add me another forty minutes to that three hour clock. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. I you know it's just and and part of the problem is they're short staffed. It's hard across the country to get workers for all these jobs, and so they're trying to move the customers as fast as they can with the limited staff they have. So I get that. I understand it. I'm not going to stress over it, but I found it odd that, you know, oh, somebody really, do they do it at the Oyster Bar? No, they don't. I don't know. Did somebody say that on the... Somebody did, yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. I'd There's have to check. There's a $50 charge? No, it can't be true. I know the Oyster Bar owners. I'll get in touch with them. I'll have to ask them. Do they have a time limit? I've, ne- I've been there many times. I've never oh, yeah. had a time Love limit. Oh, yeah. Love Oyster Bar. Never had a time limit. One well, that you know of. 
Maybe you yeah. haven't exceeded it. Maybe I haven't exceeded it. What do they come to the table and go, bah! five, four, three, like a basketball shot clock or something? Two-minute warning. Two-minute yeah. warning. I don't know. I didn't realize that. But because if you're going you there for... You can do it tactfully. You can, as a, you yes. know, send your server over. Here's your ticket. Can I get you anything else? Mm-hmm. You know? No. Okay. Take care of the ticket. Get your butt out of here. <laughs> that's not tactfully, Martindale. No, that's Martindale. not tactfully. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But you can do it tactfully, and yes. that may be what happens there. Absolutely. Oh, boy. We spoke with uh, James Jefferson earlier about accusations. Uh, due to some anonymous letter, Grayson Butcher uh, will join us at 840 with his response. seven FM 710 Keo, Mike and McCarty. We were talking about sitting at a restaurant after you finished eating, taking up a table. Mm-hmm. And there's a, in New York, they're now timing you, putting a timer, but it's a three hour timer. Yeah. For crying out loud. Yeah. Uh, on the Shreveport Security Systems message board, Kahuna says 20 plus years in the service industry. It's also important for guests to realize if they're going to camp at a table, the gratuity should reflect not just the initial service, mm-hmm. but also the length of time that server cannot use that station. Mm-hmm. People in the industry know this, but if you've never been a server, it's difficult for people to understand. Another message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board, which you can download the, the Keel app for free and message us anytime. How do you think servers make money? Mm-hmm. People that just sit at the table is what will cause a restaurant to close, especially affordable ones. I used to, I used to, I told you, I worked at Chelsea's mm-hmm. downtown. We had a great staff and, and that is that, you know, you work your butt off yes. and then somebody leaves some change oh. on your tip tray, literally like oh. coins That's frustrating. on a $40. T- yeah. I I'd walk outside and throw it at them. It's funny you say that. That's why I said that. <laughs> I didn't throw it at them. Oh, you didn't? No, I you just should've. I just looked at the tip tray. I mean, I held it up and I just dumped it into the gutter oh, on the street. I know man. that was tacky. <laughs> that was tacky. That's why I'm not allowed to work food service anymore. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I bet I'm not allowed. Oh. I never spit in anybody's food. Oh, never. Okay, no, no, no. Never. I honestly didn't. Never okay. did that. Thank goodness. Uh, yeah, uh, some my, dish my, soap <laughs> might have made it in. Some whoa, whoa! <laughs> my uh, my my service uh, experience was less passive aggressive, more actually aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to eat at either one of your tables. Dang! <laughs> no, no. Uh, Grayson Butcher going to join us on the uh, Shreveport Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker. I'll get it all straight mm-hmm. after another year of being here. Uh, Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. My- One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline candidate for Shreveport City Marshal and current City Council member Grayson Butcher joining us. Grayson, good morning. Thanks for being uh, available on such short notice. Hey, good morning. How are y'all? Good. Letter went out uh, on City Marshal letterhead in a City Marshal envelope. It appears to be. Um, claiming to be from some city marshal employees who do not like the current interim marshal, James Jefferson. Um, some are saying, including him, that this is political shenanigans. Um, how do you respond to that? 
I, I respond that, you know, I was Wednesday every morning about 6.30, I get informed delivery uh, emails, and I got an email saying for, for, the mo- for the post office, and I get an email saying that I was getting a letter from Marshall James Jefferson. So I, I waited around uh, after lunch because my mail typically comes after lunch to see what James was sending me. And uh, I opened up that letter and saw it, and then I've since learned that there's a few uh, members of the media that have received that, received that letter as well. I, it's, it's not political. There's no way that um, that I would ever do anything like that, number one. But, but the other issue is I received a very similar letter on February the 6th, uh, and it was on actual uh, stationery from Charlie Caldwell, and it was, a, it was a letter that had several different things, and I, I shared that with you this morning. Uh, if, if this was political, I would have shared that a long time ago, and, mm-hmm. and I have not. Could so, this be? Could um, this be operatives that want you elected? I don't know. I mean, obviously, I think that the takeaway that I take from this is uh, there's obviously some issues in the city marshal's office, and I listened to the to the interim city marshal today on the radio, and I mean, for for him to bury his head in the sand and say, "Well, my team is with me, or we're all together," instead of investigating these allegations. Uh, of, you know, did his chief deputy ride around and take notes of who was at the polling places? Did this, you know, did all these different things that are listed in that letter happen? And then the first letter that was sent to me, uh, you know, I mean, there's there's obviously something going on in the marshal's office. And to think that an organization with 30 to 35 employees, I can't get a straight number on how many they've actually got over there, 30 to 35 employees, out of those employees, there's not some that may be disgruntled, it's burying your head in the sand. Uh, even when I'm Marshall, I'm sure there's going to be some people that, that don't like what I do. Uh, but I think that's where leadership comes in. And when they're not, when they don't like what you're doing, you try to really have an open door policy and get them in and figure out what's going on and fix it. I can promise you that I would never go to the polls in a, in a uniform. Uh, I'll give you a quick story. We went to vote for city marshal. And my wife didn't realize she had on our Grayson Butcher for City Marshal T-shirt. So we we rode around the corner to CVS, bought a package of, of Fruit of the Loom T-shirts. She put two of them on where we could go in and vote. I mean, that's just simple ethical things that you should know not to do. Well, you mentioned a moment ago we're talking with Grayson Butcher, candidate for his, uh, Shreveport City Marshal, that there were issues in the marshal's office on April 30th if you are elected what are those issues, and, and what would you do to change these? Well, the first thing I'm going to do is bring every employee in individually with me and my chief deputy, who has over 30 years of law enforcement uh, and has worked from internal affairs to DEA to you name it. Uh, he's ready to go on day one. I'm going to bring those people in, and I'm going to sit them down, and I'm going to ask them, look, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What, are your str- what do you think the marshal strengths and weaknesses are? And where do you think we need to go from here? And get that input from them. Uh, there was a rumor going around earlier uh, last week that, you know, if Grayson Butcher's elected, he's doing away with the amnesty day, and he's going to fire all the black uh, deputy marshals. Whoa. I mean, that, 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 that's crazy. I mean, why, why would I ever – I mean, that's just crazy. So I want to bring them all in. I want to get, you know, exactly what they do, what they feel their strengths and weaknesses are. Is there another division in the marshal's office that they feel they may be better suited for? Um, but that's the first thing that I'm going to do. Am I going to go and investigate a, a letter? No, because that happened on his watch. That's his job. My job is to get in there and make sure that these issues that are presented in this letter are taken care of. But, now, but wait, there are allegations, Grayson, that some of his staff 
say that they're being told and have been told to go campaign while on duty if you're elected you have to investigate that i mean you have to say did i have employees that went out and campaigned absolutely absolutely that that is one thing that i will have to look into and do you have any evidence of that uh the only thing is i was out putting up a sign out west of town um I, i would say probably early on in the election and somebody told me that a that a city marshal that was on duty came by and asked if he could put a sign up at this business and opened up the trunk and there were a bunch of signs in the back of the city marshal car that's the only real evidence other than all the stuff that you've seen going around at the parades and everything where he's pulling them the marshal sign in the marshal truck and all that but no that's that's the only real evidence that i've heard of that is that one incident because uh, I had gotten there about an hour after the, the, the deputy marshal had gone there to put it up. So these things that pulling signs out of deputies' cars, do you think these are intentional flaunting or just a, a lack of knowledge of the law? I think it's a lack of knowledge of the law. I think that, uh, I mean, I think it goes to, to you know, I, I got a call the other day from somebody in Spring Lake that said the interim marshal was walking at, you know, 9.30 in the morning on a Monday. Well, you know, I've got a full-time job. There's no way I can go walk at 9.30 in the morning on a Monday and knock on doors. And they, their question was, well, is he doing this on vacation or is he doing it on the marshal salary? I think that it's just a, a lack of understanding, and that's why I'm running. The whole reason I'm running is because after I heard this budget presentation in, in November, and I've said this over and over again to y'all on the radio, that's what made me decide to run. I think there's a total lack of understanding of ethics. You go back and look at their and and finances. You go back and look at their at their audits uh, for the last two or three years, and it's messed up. Okay, the the fact that the city marshal went to vote uh, early, I believe last Saturday in uniform. I'm going to ask you kind of the same question Mike asked you. Do you think that was lack of knowledge of the law that he couldn't do that? Or do you think it was flagrantly just doing what he, he says he's always voted in his uniform? Um, I could tell you my 20-some-odd years as a firefighter, uh, I have never gone and voted in uniform um, because, you know, you don't mix those two. The, you know, if you take the ethics every every year that we're supposed to take as elected officials or government employees, it's pretty clear. It gives, it gives a list of what you can do and what you can't do. Now, what his intentions on that day were, I don't know. I mean, I'm not in the guy's head. I have no idea. But I can tell you, as marshal, I would have not done that. As marshal, I would really have preferred uh, for my deputies not to be standing on the street waving signs for me on election day. I, I think that that crosses a little bit of a line because those people are getting paid by the citizens of Shreveport. Mm-hmm. And you can't utilize that uh, to forward your political career and look, let's just be honest. I mean, this guy gave himself a hundred thousand dollar raise. I mean, do you not think it's about the money? Mm. Grayson Butcher, candidate for city marshal. Thanks for your time. Yes, y'all take care. Have a mm-hmm. good weekend. Uh-huh. You too, sir. What a one. FM 710 Keel. Big oopsie. Mike and McCarty. This is so funny, Aaron. I love it. I love it. (laughs)
um i clarence reese the fire chief of shreveport is a he's a funny guy i mean he really is great yes great guy good sense of humor and he goes you know art break's been going on and he went down there when they had the big you know all the big shots from town go down there and for the big opening of Art Break, and he puts on his name tag that they they pre-print them. Printed out with mm-hmm. the Art Break logo. And it says, Clarence Reese, Police Chief, City of Shreveport. <laughs> <laughs> he put that on Facebook. And I put, is this a promotion or a demotion? <laughs> yeah. I guess if you, it's a promotion if you get the salary of the police chief, who's closing in on 200 grand. But if you have the job of the police chief as opposed to the fire chief, I think it's a demotion. It's funny because it's under his his uh, Shreveport ID on his shirt, the gold badge that says Fire Chief Clarence Reese Jr. Yes, it's so (laughs) funny. And I'm sure everybody at Heartbreak, they're like, ooh, we screwed this. I wonder if uh, Chief Wayne Smith's one said Fire Chief. Because if he could keep the police chief's salary and be the fire chief... Oh, he would, yeah, I'm down with that. I'll do that all day. I'll keep my salary and I'll be the fire chief. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's a little bit of a goof in the name tag making department for Art Break, which is one of our coolest events in our town. So. People at Art Break. Yeah, when I worked at Channel 3 for years, they're, mm-hmm. they're big sponsors of that. And we oh, worked, we worked yeah. that every year. So much fun. Yeah. Such a fun event. Well, congratulations to our new police chief, Clarence Reese Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, uh, that, Wayne, Wayne just drove off the road. By the way, what? What? <laughs> he's looking for frog legs. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's funny. Oh my goodness! What that, are you doing this weekend? You're going to I'm Minden, going right? To Minden. I'm maybe doing some yard work. Yeah, Scottish Tartan Festival, one of our favorite events we okay. do every year. We're going to ride the bike over and. Uh, so she is going to let you drive the bike over. She, we're going to. I think this is my last chance. Oh, is it? This is it. <laughs> if she gets scared at any point, but you're not allowed to ride it on I twenty. It didn't get this way. You got to go on eighty. How eighty? Yeah, to we're get gonna, there? Which I enjoy doing. Yeah, on the bike. I, I told you when I go to Baton Rouge, and if I'm on the bike, I take Highway One. Yes, yeah, and just route. enjoy the ride, and, mm-hmm. and you know, you get to see stuff you don't normally see. Now, do you do stuff like my dad used to do to my mom when we'd be driving in the mountains? He would drive real close to the edge just to scare her. <laughs> no, she would be going. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! No, you don't like pop a wheelie and say, "Hold on, Dina," and pop yeah. a wheelie. I already told you she doesn't want to ride. I know. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to do something stupid. Okay, good, good. To, I was to, just worried. No, uh, All right. I, I have to get Lauren to drive those mountain roads. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm a I'm a flatlander. I'm not used to that kind of. <laughs> the, what do you mean? There's no railing on the side. There's yeah. a hundred foot drop. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Or a thousand foot drop. Now wait. How do you ride have your you motors, seen, motorcycle with a kilt videos? on? I'm not wearing a kilt. You're not. No, I'm 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 not built for a kilt. <laughs> Not at this time. Ah, built for a kilt. Not I have a song. I have a song to write. I now. don't. Yeah. I don't look like William Wallace. You don't in a kilt. No. But if you had a kilt on on a motorcycle, would you have to ride side saddle? I no. You'd figure I a way to. Wouldn't do it. Hike I, it up. I can't, how would you not? 
crush your berry. <laughs> and I don't know. Also, you can't ride side saddle on a motorcycle. That's oh, you can't. No. Okay. I'm just no. curious. And we can't you got your brake on one you side, your your gear shift on one side, and and you're in trouble now because you just talked about crushing your berries on the radio. That's you know you, you get I, a, that was you a get polite berry, way. You get, you get berries at the store. You don't want them crushed. Yeah, <laughs> I'll bring them back from the. Okay, from thank the you, Ruben. Thanks yeah. for clearing that up. Have a great weekend, Micah McCarty. One hundred one seven FM.